Hey, this is Jason Hubbard, and I, along with my wife, are the lead pastors of One Life Church in Nampa, Idaho. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. We hope that it encourages you and motivates you to live for Christ. Enjoy this message. Growing up, my my entire childhood was all built around camping. We would we would camp all the time. I've talked about this before, but uh, there was a season where every year our vacation was was camping, and I remember going camping. Uh, and every time we would do it, we would go to the same place. And on the way into our campsite, we would be hauling a, a trailer that had the boat on it. And we would be going in, and and I remember that my dad would always be be looking out the window as we were driving, and and he'd always be looking, and every once in a while I'd be like, oh, there, there's firewood, there's firewood, and and you know it's kind of this funny thing, whatever. We went into the campsite. And us kids were just wanting to go and, and play, right? We wanted to get out into the woods. We wanted to get some sticks and just and just have fun. But I remember that as we would pull into our campsite, that every year my dad would always start by saying, all right, all right, all right. First things first, first things first. We're gonna build camp. We're gonna make sure that everything's set up and then we're gonna go and we're gonna get firewood so that that night when it got cold and dark, we had firewood and we were be able to have a, a, a nice warm fire. Um, and, and I remember like, oh my goodness, why? Dad, we just wanna go play, you know? But first things first, first things first. Now fast forward to when I did a lot of camping in Boy Scouts. I remember being in Scouts and um, getting out there and there were certain people in our scout troop who would get to the destination that we were going and then they would play and they wouldn't set anything up and so at night when it was pitch black and it was cold they were then trying to set up their tent they were trying to get all their stuff ready and it was just a nightmare and a disaster and i always remember this idea of even as much as us kids wanted to go out and play dad's words of first things first first things first I wanna spend a few minutes today talking about the idea of first things first. This is the thing I know about a new season or a new chapter or a new year, is that these are awesome opportunities for us to get some first things first, to put some things in order in our life and to evaluate the years before and to look where we're going and say, I gotta put some first things first. I gotta put some things in order to prepare for the new season that we're stepping into. Today, I want to look at Joshua chapters three through five and look at this season where the Israelites were crossing the Jordan River into the fulfillment of the promise and stepping into the promised land. And they were also stepping into a brand new season. This was a season for them that they had not experienced before. They hadn't gone this way. They hadn't done this thing. And as they entered into this new season, they entered in with a lot of different emotions around what was happening. And they're actually the same emotions that that we would have this morning as well, is as we step into a new season, some of us, as we look at this new year, are full of anticipation. Man, we look at this year and it's full of excitement and it's full of expectation of of the things ahead. And we're anticipating God to do some great things and we're just full of, of life, of belief, of God has got some amazing things and here we go. There might be some excitement. You might have some some actual things that are taking place this year that you're looking forward to and saying, wow, I'm really excited about those things happening. But I also recognize that there are areas in our life that we also step in and we have a lot of questions. We have a lot of unknown. We have, we have things that we're like, I just, I just don't know how that's going to go. And with that, it can actually be paired with fear. In as much as there's excitement about some of the things happening, there can be also fear about some of the things that are happening. And some of us might be walking in in certain areas of our life into this year with regret. 
We look back at 2022 and we're like, man, I should have, I could have, I would have, why didn't I? I should have done this. And we look back with all this regret. And so we step into a new season carrying some of those things. How how, how do you step into this year? Would you, I would imagine, but would you identify areas of your life where there's some anticipation and excitement and, and, and maybe even some questions and some fear, some regret? Wherever we're at and wherever we find ourselves this morning, my encouragement to us is this, is as we step into a new year and a new season, that we focus on getting some first things first that will set up what God wants to do this year. I want to pull out five of these first things first that the Israelites did as they crossed over the Jordan River. The first of these is that they remembered. The first things that the Israelites did was to set up memorial stones as a way to remember what God had done. This was the first thing that they did. The priests weren't even out of the Jordan River yet, and they were putting rocks in so that they could remember the faithfulness of God. Joshua 4 verses 6 says this, So that this will be a sign among you in the future when your children ask you, What do these stones mean to you? You should tell them. The water of the Jordan was cut off in front of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant when it crossed the Jordan, and the Jordan's water was cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial to the Israelites or for the Israelites. So what's so important about memorial stones? These memorial stones for them represented some very specific things. They represented separation from the past. This was a new season of life. And as they were crossing over the Jordan, it was literally a separation from where they had come from. It was a separation from their past. Well, what's really cool is that you and I also have a separation from our past. Because of Jesus, our past has been separated from us and we have been given salvation, new life in Jesus Christ. Our old man is gone and the new has come. The old has passed away and has been separated from our life. No more do we carry the shame, the guilt, the regret of things that have been before. But as we remember the faithfulness of God, we remember that in this new season, we continue to have a salvation for our souls. We continue to have Jesus Christ who came and paid the price once and for all so that we could live with him and we could be free of the shame and all of those things that we carry. This is a a beautiful, beautiful picture of what this looks like. Now, our salvation is not based off of anything that we can do. Our salvation is not based off of anything that we can perform or come up with. Our salvation is simply because of Jesus Christ. It's simply because of the work of the cross. The important thing for us to remember is that our salvation should be marked by things that only the Savior can do. It's not contingent on what we do. It's not contingent on the life that we live and how good we are or how bad we are. It's contingent on the fact that we have a Savior that performed what we could never do. This was the whole point. We can never earn our salvation and our righteousness. If our salvation is based on what we can do, we're in big trouble. The memorial and the remembrance of the memorial is the remembrance of the salvation that Jesus has already taken care of. The second thing about memorial stones that's interesting is that they're ongoing reminders of God's faithfulness in our lives now. 
Not only is there a salvation for our souls to come and in eternity, but there is a continual reminder of his faithfulness in our lives right now. My encouragement to you would be this, is to find a way in your life to be able to grab a hold of these memorial stones. Whatever that looks like, whatever method that is for you, is to find a way to not lose the memorial stones and therefore forget what God has done. In our family, we have this this really, really simple tool. We have three by five cards that we have gone through and written out specific memorial stones in the life of our family with our kids and and with provision, financial provision and relationships. and, And we put them on a ring and it sits in the middle of our dining room table. And every once in a while, we'll go back and we'll read through these things. Why? They're memorial stones that says, look at God's faithfulness. And at times when it's easy for us to sometimes forget or it's hard to see how God is faithful right now in this situation, we go back and we look at these memorial stones, which remind us he's faithful. He has not changed. He's still consistent and he's still able to provide for us because he's always provided for us before. So the memorial stones are these ways that we can grab a hold of how God is faithful in our lives right now. My encouragement to you is to find a way that you can grab a hold of the faithfulness of God and remembering the faithfulness of God right now. The second thing is this. The first things first that we put into place is to purify our lives, purify our lives. Joshua 5 and verses 1 through 9 speaks of circumcision, and circumcision is simply this. It's a purification process. It's the, it's the cutting off of old things in the preparation for something new. Circumcision was physical, but the circumcision of the heart is equally as important. That there is there are things in our lives That in this season that God is leading us into, he wants to cut away some old things, some old things in our life to get us ready for this new season that he has for us. Some of these old things that he wants to cut away out of our lives in this season and to bring a purification to our life are mindsets, some old mindsets that we've had and that we've carried with us that have really tainted maybe our image of God, our image of the future, ourselves, other people. And God in this season, to to put first things first, wants to purify and remove and cut away some of the old mindsets. Maybe some old belief systems, some ways that we've believed and we've thought that we've taken for granted that maybe have given us a skewed belief system about who God is. Maybe there's some old expectations that were not met. And those expectations have really destroyed us. There's a cutting away and a purification of old failures of things in life that we still continue to carry that are failures of the way that we've lived. And we live under the constant shame and guilt of those things in our life. There is a cutting away of those. And there's a purification of those that God wants to bring. Baggage that we carry from hurts and offenses and things that have been done. Or maybe this one. Maybe God wants to bring a purification and a cutting away of unforgiveness. Maybe God wants to cut away the burden that's come with unforgiveness and to bring a fresh ability for you to receive forgiveness from the Father and from other people and to extend that forgiveness to other people. It's a new season. First things first, a purification of the old, a a, a cutting off of the old in preparation for the new that God has. 
And this is the this is the thing that I would I would encourage us to do, and from my pastoral heart of love for you, that some of these things can be painful as we look through and we allow God to cut away some old mindsets, belief systems, expectations, failures, bagness, baggage, unforgiveness. There's some of these things that, that it can seem painful, but here's what I know about God. And this is where my pastoral heart is for you today, is that as you allow God into your life to purify you in some of these areas and these things that you've carried, remember this, Matthew 11. Jesus says this, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, burdened with carrying these things, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I'm lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus promises that he will take the things that we've been carrying and exchange them with rest. You see, our shepherd is gentle and our shepherd is kind. And yes, he wants us to experience freedom from some of these things that we've carried in our lives. But the way that he deals with us is with kindness and grace and gentleness. He doesn't want you to stay bound in mindsets, belief systems, expectations, failures, unforgiveness, baggage. He absolutely wants you to be free from those. And the way that he is going to work in your heart is beautiful and you can trust it. You can trust the hand of the shepherd. The third thing that we see here is that they celebrated. First things first, they celebrated. Joshua 5 says this, while the Israelites camped in Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they observed the Passover in the evening of the 14th day of the month. Passover was simply a celebration of the salvation and faithfulness of God. It was them remembering everything God did, and it was a celebration of those things. It also was a way to honor God. Their celebration actually was a way of honoring God because as they celebrated in all God that had, all God had done, they honored who he was. Deuteronomy 16 says this about, the, about Passover. It says, in honor of the Lord your God, celebrate the Passover each year in the early spring in the month of Abib. For this was the month in which the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. Celebration reminds us of God's faithfulness and prepares us with eyes of faith to look forward to what God is going to do. It reminds us, man, we can celebrate what God has done and we then can celebrate our future because we know that God holds our future and has our future and is leading us into it. Psalm 37 says this, verse four, take delight in the Lord, celebrate the Lord. Have these moments of, of, of just excitement about all God has done and he will give you the desires of your heart or your heart's desires. Now, celebration does not just mean a party. It can mean a party. And if you need to start the year with a not a New Year's Eve party, but a New Year's party, then go for it. But it doesn't simply just mean a party. The celebration at its core actually means to make one's pleasure in. To make one's pleasure in. Our pleasure is in Jesus. The celebration reminds us of who he is and what he's done. My hope for you as you begin this year is that you have a fresh discovery and revelation 
of the pleasure of God. That your spirit gets to a place where it can, it can find pleasure in the Lord in a new way. Maybe you enter into this year with a lot of baggage. My prayer is that you experience and that you find that your soul can find pleasure in the Lord. Maybe you're in a, a fantastic place and you're just amped up and ready for this year. Boy, my prayer is that in that you will pleasure in the Lord and that your pleasure will be in the Lord and that all that he has done. So they celebrated. Number four is this. First things first, get ready to grow. Get ready to grow. The interesting thing about stepping into the promised land is that their provision was about ready to change. Their provision was going to change. And there was growth that had to happen in the Israelites for this new provision. You see, prior to the Jordan, they had manna. Manna would come once a day and they would get it and they would make their food and all this kind of stuff. As they were stepping into the promised land, that provision was going to change. Joshua 5 verse 11 says this, The day after Passover, they ate unleavened bread and roasted grain from the produce of the land. And the day after they ate from the produce of the land, the manna ceased. Since there was no more manna for the Israelites, they ate from the crops of the land of Canaan that year. Hear me on this. Their provision didn't end. God wasn't done providing for his people. It just changed. And the new provision was for a new season that he was stepping them into. This is really, really important for us to remember about provision. And this is how it ties into growing. Is that the provision for a new season, this new season, required the Israelites to do their part. God was still the provider, but it was a partnership and they had a responsibility. This is where the growth comes in because the provision of the Lord is still there, but there's growth that we have to do to learn how to step into the new season that God has for us. The Israelites had to learn how to work the land again. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years, right? They had to learn how to work the land and how to, to work in partnership with God and receive his provision, but also be able to, to step into that and be able to do their part. There's growth that God has for each of us this year, and there's a part that we each play in our growth. I've talked about this before. This is the important thing. God does his part and we are to do our part. God has some things in some areas that he wants to see you grow in this year and that he has growth for you in these areas. Some of this might be like in your quiet time, a growth in that, adding a little bit more time to it, maybe adding some different prayer elements. Maybe, maybe it's a growth of your understanding of the word. Maybe it's spending more time in the word. Or maybe it's taking some, some, some classes or, or finding out some things that you can actually deepen your understanding of the word of God. But this year, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God has growth for you. And for us, first things first, we need to get ready to grow. I hope that you are ready to grow. I'm ready to grow. I have areas in my life that I am really, really looking to the Lord to help me to grow in. Areas that, that whether it's in my personal life, my family life, my marriage, there's areas as a, as a leader of one life, there are areas that I am ready to grow in. I am, I am not ready to go through another year and just be content with where I'm at. I want to be ready to grow, and I hope you are too. And the fifth thing, the fifth thing, first things first, 
is an encounter, an encounter. You see, as they stepped over into the promised land before they conquered and went to uh, conquer Jericho, Joshua met with God. Joshua met with God. In Joshua 5, verse 13, it says that when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua approached him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he said. I have now come as the commander of the Lord's army. Then Joshua bowed with his face to the ground in worship and asked him, what does my Lord want to say to his servant? The commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, remove the sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did that. Here's what is so vitally important. First things first, that in every season, we need a fresh encounter with God. As we step into this year and this season that's ahead of us, we need a fresh encounter with God. Yesterday's encounter with God will not do for what he has this year. Yesterday's depth of relationship with God will not do for what he has this year. We need a now encounter with God. We need to be able to experience the fullness of who he is right now, right now. Not only was this a reminder that was a a now encounter for Joshua, but it was also this. It was simply a reminder that even though Joshua was a captain, he was under the authority of a captain. First things first, first things first, we need an encounter with God that brings life and brings uh, uh, newness to our lives and brings uh, life and breath to our souls. And we need a fresh encounter to breathe those things and to speak those things over us. But we also need, first things first, an encounter with God to remind us who the authority is in our life. It's not us. We need to continually remember who the authority is in our life. My prayer for you is that you have a fresh encounter with God as you step into this year. You know, next weekend starts 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it's a beautiful, beautiful time for us to come together to seek God and to have a fresh encounter to receive fresh life and hope and joy and peace from God, but also to remind ourselves he's in charge. He is the authority in my life. He calls the shots in my life. As we step into 21 days of prayer, my encouragement to you would be to use that as an opportunity to seek God for a fresh encounter with him and allow him to speak some things into your life to remind you of who he is and who you are. This beautiful partnership that we have. So here, putting all these things together, five of these first things first for us were to remember, allow there to be purification, Celebrate what God has done. Get ready to grow and encounter God. These will set us up for an amazing year together. If we can get these first things first in place right now on the first day of 2023, then we will allow God to do something in us that will position us for what's to come. Next week, I said it, we're starting 21 days of prayer. And as we jump into this, I I would really encourage you to go through these five and to identify what God wants to do in each one of these areas. Really ask him and say, Father, help me. What am I supposed to remember? What, What are the things that are those memorial stones in my life that you've done? 
What are the, where is the purification? What are some of these things that you wanna cut away in my life this year so that I can be ready for what you have for me this next year? Maybe it's the celebration. What, where do I need to celebrate? Where do I just need to, to honor God with the celebration of my life? Where do I need to get ready to grow? What are those areas of growth that you need to be able to have? And God, would you give me a fresh encounter of who you are? 21 Days of Prayer starts next Sunday and goes from the 8th until the 29th. And during that time, we're going to be seeking God together as a church. And, and, and it obviously is 21 days of fasting and prayer. And, and the, the fasting element of this is, is really up to you and God and what he's inviting you and asking you to do in this season. That's going to look different for every single person. And that's wonderful. If you've never stepped into fasting, I would encourage you to do that. We'll have some details on the church website and in the app that will give you some ideas about how to step into this area of fasting. But I would encourage you and challenge you to step in in some way during these 21 days. Now, as a church, we're gonna do something that we haven't done here at One Life before, but we're gonna finish out these 21 days with a three-day all-church fast, okay? So on the 26th, 27th, and 28th, I'm calling all of us to a three-day fast. Again, what that looks like within that time is up to you and God. I understand there's health things. I understand stepping into it. It might be that you fast a meal for those three days. Whatever it is, that's between you and God. But I am asking all of us to step in and to commit to finishing out the 21 days of prayer fasting with three days of fasting and seeking God together for this new year to see what he's gonna do. And, And I can't see your faces, but I'm asking, you to commit with me to do that and uh, and so that we can step into this together. Will you do that with me? In your room where you're watching this right now, nod. Maybe even say yes. Okay, by faith I heard you. Okay. <laughs> the final thing about 21 days of prayer and fasting is we're going to have three prayer meetings on Wednesday evenings at the church offices from 7 to 8 p.m. Those dates are the 11th, the 18th, and the 25th. And I, again, would encourage you to come. Those are going to be powerful times of opportunities to connect with God. And so I would invite you to come to do those things. So together as One Life Church, let's get some first things first. And let's pursue God together to see what he would have for us this year. My prayer is that in any or all of these areas that God has some work that he's going to do in your life. Why? Because he has amazing things in store for you this year. It is going to be an amazing year, you guys. And I'm really excited to go on this journey with you of seeing what God's going to do in your life, in my life, in in our church. And I know that, that, that how we set all this up will absolutely prepare us for what God wants to do. So let's jump in full of anticipation and expectation for what God's gonna do and also making sure that we get first things first and get everything ready to step into what he has. I wanna pray for you as you close today and and as I do, I just wanna remind you, even though we're not in person, that you can still give your tithes and offerings online in the church app and on the website and you can mail a check in and all that kind of stuff. So you can do that just like normal because this is church, just like normal. Um, but I, I do thank you for your generosity and your continued faithfulness to what God's doing through One Life right here in the Treasure Valley. But I don't wanna pray a blessing on you and then I'll dismiss you for the day and you can go off and have brunch and hang out and have a wonderful holiday together. So Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you that you 
you love each and every person and that you have a plan and a purpose and you have a new season and you have new things in store for us this year. And Father, I pray that you would help us to get first things first, that we would get things in place, that we would be able to position ourselves to to step out of what was and step into the new that you have. I thank you for your hand of protection and blessing to be upon your people. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as we step into these 21 days of prayer to really go in fully expecting an encounter with you in a fresh way. We love you so much and we're thankful for everything that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all so, so much. I cannot wait to see you next Sunday. My dad's gonna be here sharing on uh, worship as we get started for this 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's gonna be fantastic. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Love you so, so much. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week.